Hi and welcome to our latest One Church podcast. Our vision is to encourage, equip and empower you to discover a life-changing relationship with God. We hope this message will inspire you to discover your full potential. Thanks for listening. Good morning, church. I was fully expecting Roddy, because he's, he's passion for this, to mention it. But a huge thanks to everyone who contributed yesterday at the Drumpeller Park Run. We had a great time. Um, for everyone who came and served. But a huge shout out to James Walker, who, who completed his first park run. Um, when, I, when I heard... James was going and this was going to be his first park run. I was like, I'm going, I'm going to go along and encourage him. And uh, Richard wasn't giving me any, any way out. He told me I was running. So, but when I arrived yesterday, James was like, I've injured my foot. And I was like, yes. I was like, because the last time I'd done a park run was like before lockdown. So I was like, I'll stay with James. I'll encourage him. I'll, I'll go with him. The minute we started, that boy was off. He was waiting for no man. And we got about halfway around and, and I could see him up ahead and, and I noticed he had stopped to fix his playlist. So as I, as I caught up with him, I, I passed him and I thought, you know what, I'm going to stop and let him catch up with me so that I can encourage him again. And about a minute later, he whizzed past me. He wasn't waiting again. But one of the things that really spoke to me yesterday is as you're going round the park run, there's, there's different uh, wardens and, and people cheering you on through, as you go through the woods at different corners and stuff like that. And uh, as we went through, I, you could, as you were approaching one, you could see they were cheering you on. But I had my headphones in because if I can hear myself heavy breathing when I'm running, I just stop. It gives me the fear. So I, I had the music going. But as I was running towards them, I could see them cheering me on. I could see them, you know, giving me, but I had the, the music on. So as we came back round again for the second lap, um, I, was, I was struggling. I thought we're only halfway here. Dig deep, Kenny. Um, but as I was coming up to one of the guys at the corner, I could see them, I could see them going like this, and I had my headphones on. And I just went like that with one of my headphones. And it was a complete and utter game changer because suddenly I could hear them shouting my name. And as I heard them shout my name, I realised this is for me. They're cheering me on. And it suddenly gave me a, a second wind. It suddenly I, I started to run with a newfound confidence and strength. And I just believe that there's somebody here that's about to get a second wind. Because when God calls you, he calls you by name. He calls you by name. And sometimes when we hear these words, we think they're generic. We think they're, you know, for everyone. But when he's encouraging you, he's calling you by name. And I believe some of you are going to get a second wind today. You're going to start to run with a newfound strength. You're going to start to run with courage and boldness. So get your earphones off and listen to the Holy Spirit shout your name this morning. Amen. Who's excited to hear the word? Let's pray, Lord, we thank you that we get the opportunity to come and we lay everything at the feet of Jesus this morning. This is a house of miracles and we love what you're doing, so we lay down everything at the feet of Jesus. 
I just want to encourage you this morning, lay everything down, every distraction, lay it down at the feet of Jesus and listen to His Holy Spirit encourage you this morning. So Lord, as we open your word, we pray that we will be encouraged and challenged. Lord, that you will bring about real change in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to start this morning by showing you two pictures. These two pictures I took last week on my phone. And the picture on the left is a picture that I took from my back garden. And the picture on the right was a picture that I took from the Algarve in Portugal, where I was last week for my birthday. Richard's saying, another holiday. But as soon as I took that picture on the right and I posted it on my story on social media, I instantly started to get messages saying, asking where I was. As soon as people saw that picture, they knew I was no longer in Cope Ridge. Even though there's no buildings or people, even though there's no shops or cars or signs in that picture, the only thing that gives any indication that I'm no longer in sunny Lanarkshire is the fruit. Both pictures of trees, both pictures of sunny blue skies, the only difference is the fruit. And it got me thinking the only difference between us as Christians and those who don't believe is the fruit. The only difference between someone who has a relationship with Jesus and someone who doesn't is the fruit. Whenever we accept Jesus into our heart, at some point, at some point, people should look at your life and realize you are no longer in the same place. Not because of the clothes you wear, not because of the car you drive, not because of the house you own or the salary you earn, but because of the fruit, because of your character, behaviour and attitude. If you have accepted Jesus into your heart as as your saviour, at some point people should notice that you've moved on. Not because of what you have, but because of who you've become. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 16, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people from their actions. This is Jesus saying, if you want to know if someone's the real deal, look for their fruit. Our job as Christians is to point people to Jesus and the way we walk, talk, and act, and behave. We are called to be an example to others, but we are never going to be able to influence anyone unless we produce good fruit. You can wax lyrical and talk a good game. You can quote Bible verses and pretend that you've got it all together. But the thing people are going to sit up, stand up, and take notice of is your fruit. What are we actually producing? 
because that's where the real value is. God doesn't measure the size of your gift. He measures the weight of your fruit. He measures the weight of your fruit. When you go into a shop and you buy a bag of fruit, the only way you can put a value on it is if you weigh it. And I believe as Christians, God values the weight of our fruit. Not the size of our talent, not the size of our ministry, not the size of our calling or our bank account, but the weight of our fruit because that's where the real value is. That's what will make a difference, church. So that's what I want to talk about this morning, the value of your fruit. But before we go any further, what we need to realise about fruit is every single piece of fruit starts as a seed. It starts as a seed. When we accept Jesus into our heart, we receive a seed called the Holy Spirit. That's the seed that brings transformation. God's Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to produce good fruit. Galatians 5 and 22 says, it's the Holy Spirit who produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So whenever the Bible is talking about transformation, it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit. These are the values that produce good character. Gifts, talents, and ministries are amazing. But the fruits of the Spirit is what makes real transformation. I want to look this morning at a parable that Jesus uses to teach us about fruit. Turn with me to Luke 13, verse 6. Luke 13, verse 6. Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taken up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Here we see three elements that Jesus uses to illustrate this story. There's the owner who plants the tree. There's the tree itself, and then there's the gardener. This owner is clearly disappointed. After three years of planting this tree, he feels let down and frustrated because this tree hasn't produced a single piece of fruit, and as a result, he wants to cut it down. And he says, what's the point in having it? It's just taking up space. And as Christians, how often... Do we get frustrated and disappointed when we don't see change? When we've loved, cared and served someone, when we've invested and sown into someone's life, but there's no fruit. How often do we lose heart and think, what's the point? Then there's the tree itself. 
On the surface, it looks bare. In fact, it's so bare, it looks dead. But it's still rooted. And it's still connected. And it's still planted. It's still alive. But there's no fruit. The owner says, comes along and says, cut it down, it's a waste of space. It's never going to produce anything. And I believe there are people here today who have heard that lie about themselves. Whether it's been a family member, a teacher, an ex-partner, or the devil himself. Someone has said to you, you'll never produce anything. And those words are ringing in your ears. Cut it down. It's a waste of space. And the reason I know this is because I was that tree. For years I was planted in the church and I would every week I would turn up and serve and volunteer on teams. Every week I would raise my hands and sing the songs. But on the surface there was no fruit. My character, behaviour and attitude hadn't changed. And the longer I produced no fruit, the more I carried guilt, shame and fear. Until years later, the gardener showed up. And he said, I know he hasn't produced anything. But I can see his potential. I can see his potential. And I want to encourage you this morning. If God can give me another chance, he can give anyone another chance. He can give anyone another chance. There wasn't so much as a single grape on my tree. But God wasn't finished with me yet. Don't let anyone cut you down. Don't let anyone say that you won't produce anything. John 15 verse 1 says, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts down every branch in me that bears no fruit. Only God has the authority to cut off branches. If the devil has been whispering lies in your ear that you won't amount to anything, God wants to tell you this morning, I am the gardener and I'm not finished with you. If you allow my Holy Spirit to transform you from the inside, you will produce fruit like never before. Amen. I want to look this morning at three things from this passage that the gardener commits to giving this tree in order to see good, good fruit. Are we ready? Number one is time. Every single seed needs time. One of the biggest reasons we don't see fruit in our lives is because we simply give up before it's time. What I love about this parable is that although this tree hasn't produced anything for three years, the gardener is willing to give it more time. Not only does he say, don't cut it down, he says, I'm going to invest extra time and effort in helping this tree produce something special. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. In its time. Fruit takes time. Being planted takes time. Character, wisdom, 
And maturity takes time. But we don't like time, do we? Because whenever we plant something and we don't see the fruit after weeks, months, or even years, we uproot and move to something new. But two of the fruits of the Spirit are patience and faithfulness. Patience and faithfulness cannot exist outside of time. It is impossible to be patient and faithful without time. How often do we pray, God, give me patience now. Not now. And by time, I don't mean days, weeks, or even months. This tree hadn't seen anything for three years. Not a single piece of fruit. Yet the gardener says, give it more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that this church gave me more time. Because I would have been on the wood burning pile years ago. I have seen so many people frustrated, disappointed, and dissatisfied because they haven't seen any fruit. So they uproot and move. As soon as hard times come, they leave the church. As soon as they have a disagreement, they move relationships. As soon as they experience resistance, they move jobs. But if we want to see good fruit, we need to stay planted. Planted in God's word, planted in prayer, planted in his church. Because healthy fruits need deep roots. Healthy fruits need deep roots and deep roots need need time. So if you haven't seen fruit yet, don't panic. Don't panic. There's nothing wrong with the seed. Don't move it. Don't dig it up. Don't dismiss it. Just give it more time. Allow the Holy Spirit to develop character. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. At just the right time, we will see and reap a harvest. I believe God has a specific time for one church's harvest. But we need to be faithful and patient with our seed. We can't rush it. We can't force it. We can't push it. We can't speed it up. And sometimes as Christians, we struggle with time because we want to see supernatural fruit, don't we? We want to see overnight transformation. But there is absolutely no substitute for time. None. You might be thinking, but Jesus didn't hang about for transformation. He healed the sick. He fed the hungry and he raised the dead there and then. You're right, he did. But for 30 years, he did nothing. For 30 years, he was planted in the church to grow character. For 30 years, he knew he was the son of God. 30 30 years, he knew he had the potential to change things and perform miracles. 
Yet 30 years he was patient and faithful. When Mary asked Jesus to turn the water into wine, he said, my time has not yet come. Because every single seed needs time. Where have you tried to rush growth? Where have you tried to force transformation in your life? Let's be a church who gives the Holy Spirit time to build character. Let's be a people who are full of love and grace even when we don't see fruit, even when we don't see change and growth. Because it's not by might and it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Every seed needs time. And God's time is perfect. Amen? Amen. Number two, every seed needs attention. A neglected seed is a barn seed. If we want to see good seed in our lives, not only does that seed need time, it needs attention. Look at what the gardener says. Don't cut this tree down. Give it more time and I will give it special attention. Sometimes there's things in our life that need special attention. The question is, are we willing to give God full access to address them? Are we willing to be honest? Are we willing to be vulnerable? Are we willing to be open, transparent and accountable? Where does God want to give special attention in your life today? Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's lies. Maybe it's guilt, fear or regret. This might sound overwhelming, but look at the, the type of fruit we're trying to develop here. It's the fruits of the Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is the one who produces these fruits in our life, we just need to be willing to give them access. Access to our pride. Access to our ego. Access to unforgiveness, bitterness and jealousy. Because these are all roots that stop good fruit. We don't produce good fruit on our own. It comes from being rooted in the Holy Spirit. But if we don't give them full access, we can stop the good fruit. Ephesians 4 says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, don't quench the Holy Spirit. It's not enough, church, for us to have the Holy Spirit living inside us. If we choose to ignore or neglect him, we'll never grow, mature or flourish. We need to make room and give him full access. Which means we need to be intentional about spending time with him every day. We need to be intentional about listening to his voice. We need to be intentional about listening to his instruction. Because good fruit needs time and good fruit needs attention. But good fruit also needs nutrition. Look at what the gardener says. Don't cut this tree down. I want to give it time, attention and fertilizer. 
Time to be planted, attention to be rooted, and nutrition to flourish. The word fertilizer means nutrition. It's a material applied to the soil or plant to supply nutrients. Good fruit needs good nutrients. Amen. What are you feeding your seed? What are you feeding your seed? Because depending on what you consume will determine the type of fruit that you produce. It will determine how healthy, how pure, and how authentic your fruit is. But here's the thing about fertilizer. There are two different types of fertilizer. There's natural and there's synthetic. Synthetic fertilizer is full of harmful and toxic chemicals. But the reason farmers use them so often is to speed up growth. It's to get quick results. And some of you have been consuming synthetic fertilizers in order to get a quick fix. You've been trying things to get quick results, whether it's money, relationships, or popularity, whether it's sex, drugs, or alcohol. But the danger is, some of you are seeing results. And it feels good for a few weeks or months, but what you're producing isn't authentic. And it's never going to last. Because it's not who God created you to be. You might see some fruit, but it's not healthy. And God wants to tell you this morning, if you feed on my word daily, if you apply these scriptures to your life, if you consume my truth, my instruction and my wisdom, if you allow my Holy Spirit to dig out the unhealthy roots in your life, you will see incredible results. But this time, it's going to last because it's real, it's not synthetic, it's pure, it's not toxic, it's safe, it's not harmful, it's truth, it's not fake. If you stay planted in me, God's saying, I will produce the most amazing, strong, natural and healthy and authentic version of you. And you will see fruit in your life like never before. You will walk in true freedom. You will walk in love, joy and peace. You will experience my goodness and my faithfulness. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to transform you, I will strengthen you with self-control. And when hard times come, you will stay rooted. When persecution and judgment comes, you will stand strong. And once the storm passes, you will flourish. If that's you this morning, if you haven't seen any fruit, God wants to tell you, I'm not finished. I am not finished with you. If you haven't seen breakthrough, change or growth in the last three years, God is saying, I want to prioritize you this year. When others wanted to cut you down, I seen your potential. When others wanted to dismiss you, I seen your heart. 
When they said you wouldn't produce anything, when they said you were a waste of space, God said, step away, I am the gardener. And I'm not finished with you yet. I am not finished with you as individuals and I am not finished with this church. I have called you and positioned you and no weapon formed against you will prosper. I also believe, church, that we are about to reap fruit from seeds that were planted from previous generations. On the surface, the last three years have looked bare. But I want to encourage you, it's not been a waste of time. God has been growing deep roots in this church. We have been faithful and patient with little. And we are about to see the fruit of seeds that were planted faithfully by people who went before us. People who turned the soil and cultivated a healthy foundation. People like Sonny Rankin and May Nelson and Sissy DL. Because every single seed has a time. And I believe 2023 is our time to flourish. So don't lose heart, church. Don't give up. Because at just the right time, we will see the fruit. Let's stand and worship church. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen in. We pray this message has been an encouragement wherever it finds you. If you have found it helpful, why not share it with someone or leave a comment? To find out more and stay connected, you can follow us at One Church Scotland through our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Take care and have a great week.